so I guess first and foremost, I would love to hear what got you into motorbike racing. Where did it all begin? So I think it was around when I was 10 years old. My dad, he went to a mini bike racing, which is what I'm used to race on the pit bikes. And he had a go on one. And then we also saw this little mini moto. I sat on it, had a little go up a little hill, and I just loved it from then. And then my mum and dad bought me a cheap Chinese one, and then it just went up from then, didn't it? Well, wow. so your dad was into it, you were saying? Yeah, he he never really used to ride, did he? Until when I first had to go on a bike, then he had a pit bike. So he, I would always try and beat him, but it was always faster than me at the start. But now he quit because I was getting faster than I was going to say, he might have let you maybe beat him sometimes and then it would have been, oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> what about mum? Have you had a go? Only in the garden and I wasn't very good, so I kind of gave it up there. Oh, <laughs> not my hey, thing. I, I love I... watching it, but not riding it. Yeah. yeah. No, that's fair enough. Absolutely cool. Um, So what happens from there when you go, right, I want to do this. This is my thing. I want to do this now. Is there just a local club you start at? Um, so we have a track called Wilton Mill, literally like 10 minutes away from us. So we went there, went on a little track and I just kept riding around that. And then I finally got a bit better. So they put me in a race with British and bikes. And mm-hmm. then I, I just kept falling off. Like every minute before, <laughs> I just kept falling off. And we were like scared for me. But yeah, a couple of races after that, I was getting better and better. And the next year I went and won the Novice Championship. So it just, we just loved it from then. So obviously falling off didn't sort of scare you away from it. You you said you must be very focused and went, no, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get the hang of it. And... Yeah. My mum and dad thought that I would just quit after that race. Like they didn't think that it would, it would have made, got, even gone this far. Like they didn't even yeah. think I would last up another race after that. But I did and we just, everyone just loves it from then. So good. And obviously just it must get in your blood. Everyone I've spoken to, they just go, you know what? I tried it and I just, it had me. It's like yeah, it was a part that's... of me when I first did it. Like I just loved it and I just never want to give it up. So good. So I saw you had to post something about five bikes over five years. So is that the progression from the smaller bikes? Yeah, it was from the first bike until my recent um, bike. So I started on a four point, no, a Chinese bike. And we went to a track day for a little race and um, it was wet and my bike was the only one to survive and it was probably like the cheapest oh, wow. bike there was. <laughs> so I had that. Then I had a Polini 4.2, which is a mm-hmm. slower bike. And then I got sponsored by LRJ Racing, which they gave me a Polini, which was more raceable and I'll be able to get podiums and stuff like that. And then I went to a Mini GP 140, which was one of my favourite bikes. Um, we missed three rounds in 2016, but then I still, I won near enough every race after that. And I, wow. I was nearly coming second overall. But on the last round, um, my knee accidentally turned my fuel tap off. So we, <laughs> I just stopped and no one knew when it oh was. But I got back on. And I think I finished like fourth, but then I finished third overall in the championship, which was wasn't too bad because we missed out on maybe 150 points, which is quite a lot. And then That's the year incredible. After Imagine did, yeah, if you'd been there the whole yeah. time, you would have smashed it. Yeah. And then the year after, I won it, even though my mum booked a holiday um, when we went out of a race. So I had to miss a round for that. Um, I won it with two rounds to spare as well. 
which is what 100 points and then I went to a CRF 150 I was racing with the adults uh, when I was 14 14 and a, yeah yeah about 14 I was racing with the adults in the CRF 150 and then I went to the Yamaha R3 which I race now wow so you're racing against adults now obviously um yeah some of them are adults yeah what is it 14 does that bother you or you just no it just feels the same to be honest it's just you're just on there doing your thing regardless yeah and so do you have any all girls clubs or girl races or you're competing against no it's like it's like mixed classes but we did have this one race which is a charity race which is a ladies race and there was like mixture of bikes there was like thousand six hundred mm. and then me and my little 300 getting past about 50 <laughs> miles hour faster than me on the streets but that was the only race that we've had as a mixed class which yeah. i don't i didn't like it but i wouldn't want that all the time I, but I, yeah. I prefer it to be mixed and also from people i've spoken to it doesn't seem to matter so much if you are male or female you're either a really good rider or you're not it yeah. doesn't sort of it's it's getting more accepted now to boys to race with girls but it used to be no it was just a boy sport but now it's getting more accepted mm-hmm. as it should be absolutely it should be if you got the skill and it sounds like you have then yeah it doesn't matter who you're up against yeah exactly that's all we really think good. about yeah so it's obviously takes up a lot of family time and you've got some fantastic support um, behind you so what are your sort of well, I'll start with the short-term goals what's what's sort of once we're allowed out back out into the world and all the races are happening again what's your what have you got your sights on um so last year was a bit of a hard year on the 300 um there was a lot more people in it and a lot like good riders in it so it was hard but this year I just want to just not be near the back of the grid, be more up the grid and just see how high I can get on the grid and just mm-hmm. enjoy it and just have some fun. Which I suppose is good because it's challenging for you then rather than just going out and winning and winning. It is great to be able to sit there and go, all right, I've got a bit of a challenge. I'm going to push myself. Yeah, it makes you want to push more as well when you've got all your friends in it as well. So, so have you got any sort of set competitors that you're chasing? You don't have to um, say names. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, there is a few that you want to beat, but yeah, I just try. You reckon you you reckon you got them? Uh, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I saw. I think I saw. I just as we were trying to get online, then I saw you went for a five k run. Was that today? Yeah, I I just did my morning workout and then I went for a run, um, just around my state. Um, cause yeah. obviously not allowed to be far, but yeah, yeah. I, I try training every day and as hard as I can every day, just so I'm ready for whenever the season does start. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, I suppose you could be sitting on the lounge watching Netflix, eating Easter eggs. I was eating Easter eggs just before we jumped on here. I was like, <laughs> I've got to go do this call because I can't stop. Um, so is it quite? Obviously, it's quite a physical sport. You need, like you say, you need to make sure you're in shape for when they could turn around and say, "Yep, there's a race on in a couple of weeks, and you've got to be ready." Yeah, so before this lockdown and everything like that, I used to go to the gym in the morning before school. So I used to get up at six o'clock and be at the gym for half six to half seven in the morning, just so I could get it done before school and just be ready for the day. And then I just, after school, I just try to do a bit more and then um, just try to be as fit as I can, really. 
Yeah. That's Im- that's impressive. I know that I wasn't doing that at your age. I think that's good. You seem to have very good focus and, and clarity in your mind of what you want, which is very admirable. It's fantastic. So what's the long-term goal? Like where do you see yourself in, you know, five or so years well, my main goal is to try and get to a GP, but before that, I want to go to the 600s and to the 1,000 mm-hmm. BSB and then try to get to World Superbikes. Work your way up. And I think it's great because you are younger. By the time you get sort of to that age, it's very realistic that there's going to be women competing. Yeah, like Anna Koresko as well. Like she's in the World Superbikes, which I'm trying yep. to do. I, I think if I'm good enough and I've improved, I'm going to try and get to the World Superbikes at Donington Park if it's, if it's yeah. on this year. And then so I'll be racing if, against... You're right. Uh, I'll be racing against like Anna Carrasco and other riders that inspire me. It'd be amazing. Imagine that. And and people have done it, you know, in my whole research watching I watched Faster and Fastest and have you seen those movies? Yeah, seen that, yeah. yeah, so you can see those young guys as they come through and then now I've I look and I go, Wow, they're racing with their idols. It's absolutely everyone goes through that experience to get to where they are. Um, so when you get to say the superbike competition, would you or would your family have to move? You'd have to No, I don't think so. Um I, I think we'll just yeah have time set out for racing and then also family time at home and just yep. split it until I, I suppose you're, you're I'm thinking because I'm on the other side of the world too where I guess where you are it is a lot easier for you to travel to the locations that you need to to race yeah like we went to Spain the other month and that was quite an easy little travel for us um get some warm testing out there but there is quite yeah. a few tracks here and there which are easy to get to, so we're quite lucky. Yeah, I forget because I'm in Australia on an island in the middle of nowhere. I forget that it's really easy for <laughs> for some people to travel to different countries. <laughs> I need to get out a bit more, don't I? Yeah, we're quite lucky <laughs> as we do have Silverstone like 15 minutes away from us. So oh, for the first time, right. that was meant to be last, well, this weekend. That's just gone. It was quite an easy drive for us. Yeah, oh, that's good. So are you able to ride and train at the moment or you can only like do your physical fitness stuff in preparation? Yeah, I can only do my runs and cycles and stuff like that at the minute because you can't, no tracks are open and we don't have a track in our garden like many people. But yeah, we yeah. just have to get out on our push bikes and just try to yeah. train like that. I've noticed that a lot of the motorcycle, my motorcycle riders are doing cycling as part of their training. Can you, and I've just thought of this now, can you explain to me why? Like what, what is it that helps with the bicycle training for your motorbike riding? I think it's just because you're using a lot of different muscles in, in cycling and it's kind of like similar movements to what you'll be doing on a bike. So well, your core strength and... Strings and stuff like that, they'll all get tighter mm-hmm. and much longer, which you need on a bike to hold on to it. Yep, yep. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I just thought of that myself because I've seen people training and I'm like, I don't understand. It's a bicycle compared to a motorbike, but no, you explain, explain that for me. Thank you. Um, So who's your favourite Jeep MotoGP rider and why? Um, Fabio, obviously. Uh, well, I do like Fabio now. I'm getting, I'm starting to like Fabio more now. So it's like Valentino, Rossi and Fabio, but main, mainly Rossi because obviously yeah, he's like a great he's pretty incredible. Yeah, to most people, and he's just a great rider, even though he's got an old, he's old, but 
and yeah, he's still <laughs> going top ten, doing top tens, and still racing with future world champions. I love um what I've seen like his connection, and I think you all have your connection with your bike, but he he seems to have this overwhelming connection. Yeah. with his bike like the way he sits before a race and something spiritual about it yeah I think he's pretty incredible yeah I do like Rocky I've always liked him to be honest yeah yeah no he's good he's fantastic do you happen to watch I don't know what time it would have been on for you but they had the virtual esports race the other night did yeah, you watch any watch of that. it yeah yeah I watched it was so funny it was all right yeah I wish I could have understood what half of what they were saying though, because they were talking to each other in Italian yeah. and all the different languages. I want to know what you're saying. Uh, Moving each other up a little bit. Yeah, Mark and uh, his brother were both winding each other up. <laughs> so, um, is it if if people want to hear a little bit more about you, follow your story? Um, what's the best place for them to check out a little bit more about you? So I've got Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, my my Facebook is I think you just type in Chloe Jones Racing yeah. it all comes up doesn't it even if you put it in the safari it all just comes up just put Chloe Jones Racing in and it will come up on yep. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter yep awesome so did your mum help with your PR stuff yeah so she we both do it together but she mainly monitors it and just makes sure there's no weirdos on it um, yeah, yeah of course we both just do it together yep Oh, it's really exciting. I'm very excited. Like I said, I'm new to this, so I can't wait to see, like, follow your journey and see where you end up. It's all very exciting. And you've got some yeah. great support there um, with your mum, so you're very lucky. Yeah, it's, it, we're lucky as well because we have many sponsors that help us out and we've got a lot that do loads of stuff for us and it, probably, it, it wouldn't be possible without them. Yep. That's fantastic. Do you want to give any of them a shout out? Can you remember them all? Okay, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, you can, you can say them. Um, I've got MRS Racing, OMG Racing. I've got Catering Investments. I've got EBC Brakes. I've got Silkaline, um, UK Z Heads, My Coffee Station. Um, Sorry, I put you under pressure now. Uh, <laughs> quite a few, just to try and remember them all. That's fantastic, though. That we would be lost so without good. them, wouldn't we? That's right. We can we can list them on we can list them on um, the podcast episode when we put it out. So because I don't want to leave anybody out, I just I wasn't expecting that many when I asked you that question at all. That is that's fantastic that you've got that support and they can obviously recognise something in you to you know have that investment and and help support you through, which is really great. Well, thank you so so much for chatting to me. And like I said, looking forward to seeing your journey and. Maybe we can have another chat again in five years when you're right up the top. <laughs> yeah, I've also got um, many videos on my YouTube, which is Chloe Jones Racing. I've got loads of me on okay. footage and uh, awesome. just loads of videos of, of me, which people can yep. watch as well. I will share some of them and have a look at it. It's so good. Well, thank you so much to both of you. And um, yeah, we'll tune into the podcast and we'll have a chat again in the near future and see how we go. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.